and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie lovers. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and with me as always are the co-hosts who make my heart sing, Sean Dunham and Jeremy Legui. Hello. Hello. Hi, boys. We have an exciting announcement this week. <gasps> we, spoiler alert, here on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, are now sponsored by the RPL Film Theater. Woo! Which we, we love. We do. We love the film theater. We love the library. Thank you for sponsoring the show. How exciting. Go we watch movies there. Go. Go. Go for real. <laughs> for real. For real, go. Speaking of sponsors, this week, in anticipation of another sponsorship-related event, which I don't know why I said it like that, <laughs> the amazing Regina Folk Festival, who are a sponsor of this station, uh, which just so happens to be this weekend, we're talking about great soundtracks and the movies that have them. Uh, the show is called Spoiler Alert, so don't forget to keep your ears peeled for spoilers like this one. Dustin Hoffman does stop the wedding and escapes with Mrs. Robinson's daughter, but they might have just made a huge mistake. Ooh, too harsh. Cuckoo, cuckoo, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> 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 they realize it so fast, too. Oh, my God, what have we done? What have we done? We've made a huge mistake. <laughs> well, maybe that bus smelled. I mean, maybe that's what know, that like face there, was. There's something else going on. Well, with that out of the way, boys... Let's boogie. What is your personal favorite movie with a great soundtrack? And I feel that's important to to emphasize. Not your favorite movie soundtrack, which we can talk about, but your favorite movie with a great soundtrack. Well, that I never say favorites because you know how that is. It's mm-hmm. all okay. A favorite. Okay, but uh, yeah, I didn't mean to. I'll come down on you. <laughs> well, I, I would say the exact same thing if it was me. So, but one that I've been thinking about a lot is the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, mm-hmm. um, which is I was listening to again today because there's like the when Desiree sings that "Kissing You" during the like aquarium scene, mm-hmm. which is like how I expected to meet my husband. Oh. It's just like <laughs> looking at fish. <laughs> Desiree is softly crooning at the it's party I'm at. It's very atmospheric. I'm wearing a night outfit. Mm-hmm. It was like, it's just such an iconic scene. And I maybe like my school was obsessed with that scene. And just <laughs> there's like, your whole school. Those, the cardigans are on that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Quentin T- Tarver does... Great work in his cover of uh, When Doves Cry. And yeah. also Everybody's Free, which I was listening to again today, which I, the version in Romeo and Juliet is way better than the Everybody Use Sunscreen mm. because I never liked that song. <laughs> song. Song slash song essay. Slash valid- essay. valedictory Spoken speech. word, yeah. I guess. It, yeah. it kind of reminded me of the William Shatner Rocket Man. It was but with thing. a message. It yeah. is. With a message. And, yeah, the score just in general has all these, like, it's, uh, has techno beats, but it's mixed with all this, like, choral and orchestra stuff that is very so Boz Lermany, because he's mm. so mixy, mixy. He loves a mix. He does. Um, anyway, so that is a very great soundtrack from T to B. Well done. Thank you. Great job. Jaber? Uh, I can't pick, so I'm going to pick two. Great. And once, much like Sean, I cannot pick a favorite, so I'm going to... I mean, who in this room, are... who among us can yeah. pick a favorite? Uh, so the first one I'm going to mention is a little film called This Is Spinal Tap. Yes. Which has all of its own 
crazy original music from the hit album Smell the Glove. Um, <laughs> with some titles that I, I don't think I can talk about on, no, on this particular station. A few. Um, Fran Drescher really has something to say about it. <laughs> I love titles. how that movie is so well reflected in the music that it mm-hmm. makes. And it's all genuinely great music. Yeah. Um, and with that, I always have to talk about the Folksman as well from A Mighty Wind because yes. the correlation there is very strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, excellent music yeah. for an excellent film. And I'm also quickly going to bring up, uh, I lost it on my list, uh, Psycho, just because mm. I love the music in Psycho. It makes no sense at all. Huey Lewis, totally different uh different take on that it's great yeah yeah great um psycho was also supposed to not have any music right during the shower scene oh i'm i i i uh i had a hard return there i meant american psycho okay i was like (laughs) what's really weird is that i was like yep great (laughs) i knew what you meant i thought you guys were just like Helping me out good. here. I was good. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay, with okay. you. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> My I'm brain loves to track. fill in gaps. Well, there we go. And it did. I also have two, because okay. who can decide? Um, one is so pretentious that I'm not ashamed. Uh, high Fidelity. <laughs> yeah, we'll so talk good. about that. Yeah. Oh, oh that was oh. ominous. Oh, oh, I love High Fidelity. Oh, we'll I mean, any soundtrack that includes... Jack Black singing Let's Get It On. Oh, I thought you were going to say the beta band. I'm not mad about it. Also the beta band. Okay, I thought you were. And then the other one, a little obvious, but just a classic, Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. It covers a lot of bases. It's very of a specific moment. It's a little middle of the road, but it, there's a lot there. That's all I got. You're both looking at me so blankly. I'm not a huge Dazed and Confused fan. I also had, I've only seen it once or twice. It's just one of those movies that I watched a lot in high school. It just takes me back to a very, like, comfortable time. Did you think you were Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> no. Right, I'm right, so offended right. that you would say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm the pervy guy who thinks he's still in high school, even though he's, like, 25. You said it. I did it. And hits on high school girls. I'm obviously Parker Posey, and I'm <laughs> mean to all the younger girls. <laughs> and, like, spray them with mustard and stuff. <laughs> that movie taught me about hazing. Oh. And I was so. I didn't need shocked. a movie because I was being hazed oh. at its time. Mine, sorry. mine was Animal House, Ooh. and I still think hazing is really dumb. It's really bad. Yeah. Well, no, dumb. It's dumb and bad. Yeah. Um, I am ashamed to tell you that I also was a hazer <gasps> because my school did not Sean. outlaw these. What did you? What did you? What did you partake Ooh, in? There's a an uh. There's something that I invented where I cut a clear tube um, into a couple like lengths and then I broke a raw egg in the middle and then I would make these grade 9 kids blow as hard as they could and, and the egg would shoot between their mouths until one of them let off and it would fire down their throat Oh my god! and I thought it was horrible. very funny and it is horrible <laughs> and the, many, a, many a child has had an egg shot down their throat at my hands and I'm not proud of it we are shocked in here. I know. It is a, it's a dark side. You, <laughs> you need to atone, sir. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> that just goes to show you that human beings are complex. Oh, they so, are. And those, to go through that amount of effort. Those kids all seem to be doing very well right now. So I am so glad that you are not evil because you're an evil genius. Um, I, I only did it like twice maybe. And then my teacher was like, this is 
disgusting. Right, like someone's going <laughs> to get salmonella. Yeah, and I was like, you're right, you're right. I shouldn't be firing albumin down these kids' throats. <laughs> anyway, but that was you know. as gross as it was. Oh, my God. That's a, that went down a dark path. I'm sorry. <sighs> Old Sean, you're scary. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just oh reeling God. a little bit. I can't. <laughs> okay. What do you think makes a soundtrack so important to a film? Um, I think there's definitely films where the sound has just absolutely defined mm-hmm. uh, what it was. Jaws is at the top of my list yeah. here. And I think that, you know, they had technical difficulties. The shark wasn't done. They had to figure it out. It relied on the music to mm-hmm. get the job done. Oh, boy, did it work. And uh, Two notes. Oh, it worked way better. If Like, when you actually do see the shark, you're like... Ooh, that's kind of yeah. disappointing. Well, I think at the time, it was probably more... more yeah. yeah. But and when it's just music and, like, a camera floating through the water, like, that's some scary stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it still holds up. Are we differentiating between score and soundtrack? I don't know. Hmm. We, had a com- we had a brief conversation mm-hmm. about it and then never circled back. I think, uh, I think there are... Well, we're not talking about musicals. Right. No. no. That that we drew that line. Yeah. I, but I, I believe that there is definitely a line, but I don't see us having a complete score show. Yeah, I yes. thought about it to be honest. <laughs> but just hand zimmer from top to bottom. Yeah, it is possible that we could do it, but we're it not would, prepared. It for that. would. We are. No. We need to. to but get I to think work. I think Jaws is a part of this conversation. Oh, for sure. Because uh, it does have so much. Me- well, no, it does have two notes that really kind of define could you imagine that movie without that no, it's just silent on the water you're, you're, yeah. like, you're like it's been five spooky, minutes yeah yeah it is spooky but those notes really do they it build mm-hmm. the... and same with psycho is like if it didn't have that iconic right, like right, shrieking right. violin <laughs> like would it have become like made such an impact probably it would have been huge still but mm-hmm. that just like you hear that sound and it it speaks so much it mm-hmm. inspires so much fear so many other movies have used that from psycho as well it's just sort of a ubiquitous someone's getting stabbed sound yeah and that was one of the few times where alfred hitchcock let someone else take the reins because he did say i just want it silent but he had a bit of a relationship with this composer who was like let me just make all the decisions and uh and see how you like it and Alfred was not happy about it. See how you like that, Al. See how you like that, Al. And it ended I like up them Hitchcocks. Keep, keep it in if you want, Al, or yeah. not. It's fine. And fine. it turns out Al said yes to the dress. <laughs> so, Another fun fact about weird directors and their composers. For 2001 A Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. Kubrick, uh, he had the whole thing scored. But uh, in editing, he used other music, like the Blue Danube. Said, mm-hmm. yeah. The Blue Danube, yeah. Uh, to just cut to to make everything mm-hmm. and he liked it so much the composer did all the work and he used zero percent of it <gasps> oh that's rough stuff. that's yeah. very unfortunate and again it's hard to think of you yeah. know that kind of stuff because even you know the simpsons has made well made fun of that but you know has used that mm-hmm. to sort of you know work its way into all of these those timpanies yeah Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to do a lot of I feel You're doing your so good instruments tonight. Um, okay. What? This is a question I didn't include on the list of questions I sent <gasps> you guys. I added it after. Whoa. Okay, super question. Wow, wow, wow. What filmmakers do you associate with iconic soundtracks? 
I've got I've got I've got an answer. Go. I knew you would. Okay. John Carpenter, who is my all-time favorite director. Hmm. Much mm-hmm. of his music in his films is just him, and you can yeah. tell cuz he's like not that great at it. Yeah. You know, he just sort of like watches it. I I picture him watching it with a guitar. Like just like <laughs> this is, you know, this is where Snake needs his like and he like maximum three notes. Yeah. But uh it makes it. It absolutely makes it. Uh I think of Escape from New York especially mm. and the starting you guys have seen this, right? With the CGI city, which they made out of reflective tape. I've seen that shot. Yeah. I haven't seen the film. <laughs> really? God. Yeah. We've talked about this, surely. Oh, Still we... surprises me every time. You guys. I know. I probably, we're, dis- we're a constant we disappointment. I, <laughs> I think I watch Escape from New York once, minimum once every two months. What? Yeah, that's a lot. Did it, not see that whoa, coming. A minimum? Lot. Yeah, minimum. Probably more. That's every eight weeks. Mm-hmm. That's a shock. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, stepping on my bed here, Jeff. All of John Carpenter's work, <laughs> and my favorite movie, They uh-huh. Live. Uh, he also scored. Whereas you watch Rowdy Roddy Piper walk into town to this like two note. I'm going to call it a song. It's not a song, but uh, I absolutely think of him. Rowdy John Roddy. Carpenter. Rowdy Roddy. Rowdy Roddy Piper. You guys, what a rowdy rowdy he is. Have you, guys, you, you guys haven't seen They Live either. You bet you? they haven't. <laughs> I don't they know why I said that. Super good. What is They Live? You've never, you don't know? You think they're dead, but they live. Oh, rowdy rowdy. <laughs> rowdy rowdy Piper strolls into town. He's kind of like a drifter. Uh-huh. And uh, he finds a place where he can, like, do carpentry work to get some money. John Carpentry he, work? I was just oh! <laughs> Anyway, uh, some things are a little off. Oh. And, uh... He he and Keith David discover that uh, there's aliens all around us in the world, and if you put on these special glasses, you can see them. Yeah, uh, you not only can you see them, but you can see all this subliminal messaging that they have. And uh, Shepherd Fairies obey giant. Shepherd Fairies. Yeah, it comes from John Carpenter. Oh. All these weird links. Anyway, he uh, he goes to the bank to uh, to hurt people. This is an ad lib, and to chew bubble gum. And guess what, folks? He's all out of bubble gum. I'm sorry. <gasps> oh, I've heard this. I don't understand that sentence you just said. You're going to hurt people, Sean. Uh, I can't say the actual line because we're on. Got it, got it, got, got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, did they sell those glasses as a novelty item? To, yeah. Maybe they, they're just, they, they were just regular sunglasses. There's nothing special. Mm. I don't think John Carpenter had that Merchandising kind of That's some merch mm-hmm. opportunities. Merch opportunities. I don't know. I don't know if that's what John's about. No. Yeah. He's an he's a true filmmaker. He definitely is. He's not here to sell out. No. He's into carpentry. <laughs> first and foremost. John Carpentry. <laughs> yeah. Sean, you got anyone? Um mm, like actually I did think of Boz Lerman because mm, yeah. like his soundtracks are just so bananas bonkers. Yeah. And just like he just throws everything at it. Um Well Moulin Rouge alone. Which is it a movie musical? I would say yes. I would also say yes, but... But still a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is the thing. Yeah. Go listen to our movie musicals episode. Oh, yeah. Just kidding, you can't, but soon you will be able to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we're, we're, we're on the case, we're working people. On and then, go back and listen. There you go. Well, I'm surprised neither of you said Quentin Tarantino, to be honest. Oh. I don't think... Well, the, that's, the question was, you know... Who do you associate? I know, and... I like Tarantino a lot, but 
I was going to talk about Pulp Fiction at some point in the okay, show. Okay, we'll, re- we'll circle back. But, uh, I was going to say Wes Anderson. Oh, very good. Hmm. The Kinks, from top to bottom, and I'll never be mad about it. Like, that's the thing. I was going through, like, I made, like, a list of uh, many of my favorite movies with great soundtracks, and so many of them, like, so many, almost all of them, in fact, had either a song by The Kinks and or a song by Lou Reed and or, like, The Velvet Underground. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting link. I would like to do some more research and see what percentage of film soundtracks have Velvet Underground, Lou Reed, or The Kinks on, because I think a lot. And Wes Anderson also loves a um, f- a cover of a pop song in French another Japanese. language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was one in Isle of Dogs. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was, but it was a fun Japanese cover. Yeah. Um, yeah, some good French tunes. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have a favorite of his? Of in Wes terms Anderson's? Of song, in terms of songs? Oh, man. I can't even really think of one. I was thinking Royal Tenenbaums might be my favorite. Or Rushmore, or <laughs> Darjeeling Limited. <laughs> or any of these. Any of them, really. I'm a sucker for what he's got to say, apparently. So that's depressing. Okay. Um... I'm just scrolling up here to my next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. One of the things that I think, to circle back to my other question, yep. that I think a soundtrack can do the most effectively is to sort of establish your sense of space and time, and especially time. So, what would you say are the movies who do that the best in terms of establishing where and when you're at? Um, I have just watched, was it last summer? I was really into Atomic Blonde, mm. which I didn't really, I don't know, I didn't even really hear that much about it until I went, and then I went another two more times because it's so awesome, Yeah, and the soundtrack is so good. It's just, it's all, it's Berlin in the 80s, and you, I, you would think that the soundtrack would be cheesy, but it actually just works so well, and even when they're playing like... 99 Love Balloons, it's like during an intense like interrogation scene or like she's listening like George Michael while she's like beating the crap out of like police officers in a Ooh, really relevant. highly choreographed way and it's like it it really adds itself to the scenes really nicely mm. and it firmly cements just like you're really cool this is Berlin <laughs> this is the 80s <laughs> love it um, and also I was reading an interview once with um the music supervisor who saw the first cut of it of with all the music that they wanted to do and mm-hmm. he was fully having a panic attack because he's like the music that you're asking will cost like three million dollars <laughs> yeah. and i have like the indiest budget available but he i guess like really pulled every string possible and like still is repairing friendships from the things that he like had to work I, like I think the legal fight to get a lot of those was just as highly choreographed as the uh, fight scenes maybe I don't Excellent. Know. that wasn't great it but wasn't bad thank you <laughs> I think there was a couple that uh, I think that they got people to do a covers of in very sneaky ways that I didn't oh. even notice um hmm. And I think they changed. They wanted uh, Under Pressure for their David Bowie song, but instead they got Cat People um, and things like that. But The anyway, second tier. The second tier Bowie. But, uh, Bit of a Mamma Mia 2, here we go again, <laughs> if you will. 
<laughs> not not to that extent. Yeah, that's, that's a bit steep. But. Yeah. When I kiss the teacher. Yeah. Level. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway um, it is. It was really great, and that's what I think of. Nice. Uh, I should say American Psycho here, which is where yeah. they should have brought Duh. it up. But whatever. Um, it's this. I don't know if this counts or not, but I'm going to say it because time and place. Uh, Purple Rain. Oh yeah, absolutely cements what I believed uh, Saint Paul was at that time. Because <laughs> I oh, really don't have any idea. I, but it was just people riding around on motorcycles, yeah. going to to work at seven p.m. Uh, and Prince leading them on his on his motorcycle. I like to think that's still what Saint Paul is like to this day. Yeah, the ghost of Prince. Yeah. Oh, the ghost, ghost of Prince. A ghost, a ghost motorcade. <laughs> Ooh. I'm into it. <laughs> That's a movie. That is that is a movie. Yeah, is that your only one? Yeah. Well, you will the yeah. I would, maybe. I Space don't and time. Space and time. Purple rain. Well, I have a bunch. Hit me. American graffiti. Easy top. Yeah. Because it's the '70s, but it's so '50s. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the poster said, "Where were you in '52?" And I was like, "Okay, Ron Howard, like." We get it. We know um, the fifties one. Ron, Ron Howard. Yeah, he directed that. I don't think that's true. I think it is. I'm gonna look it up. We're right looking now. it up. Uh-uh. You talk. Was that not American Graffiti? Wasn't that George Lucas? Am I, am I wrong here? George Lucas. Oh my god. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. Ron <laughs> Howard fre- just in it. I was freaking out for a minute. Ron Howard's just in it. I was okay, freaking everyone. out. Was Clinton sometimes in it? lady Ron, hosts make mistakes. But okay. Ron Howard would have said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a quote from on how. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Sean. When he makes a American Graffiti too, that says, "Where were you in '72?" That exists. Does it really? American <laughs> oh Graffiti. It's like an American Graffiti or something. Graffiti. It's like Graffiti again or something. Oh, no. I, I, have, I haven't back. seen you it. You two are throwing facts around that I have. <laughs> no. <laughs> have you not seen this film? No. Nah. It's a nostalgia trap. Oh think, wait, no, no, no. I have, I have, I have. Think big. Big cars. I th- yeah. Think, big cars. Big the size of houses. <laughs> Think uh, doo-wop. Got it. Shake, shake shacks. Oh, poodle skirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dad's I'm, trying to uphold the hegemony of society. Slick hair. Teens rebelling. <laughs> All of the above. Got it. Anyway, it is a really good soundtrack, especially mm-hmm. if you like old people music like I do. Like old people music. <laughs> Just some smooth hits from yesteryear. Oh, smooth, <laughs> easy listening for thirty-year-olds. Um, the other one I was gonna say, and again, it's embarrassing, but I even have a whole specific question about this. But um, Forrest Gump. You put that, and I saw that, and I don't like. There are parts I can definitely remember, especially yeah. around the Vietnam yeah. parts of it. But the rest, I can't really... That's me. I see the feather floating, and I hear the, like... Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Do you all know I know that? Because I played it at a piano recital when I was about 11, and I did win. Thank you so much. You and, your little, and your little brother had a feather on a string and ran around the church. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> he was never quiet. Oh. That's never still. That, that would have added a nice little... Bit to you. You're right. Yeah. I should have been. A, I should have gone into you. You should have been my show. Mom. I should have helped you. Yeah. A totally black suit holding a feather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a morph suit, oh, including yeah. gloves. Absolutely. Oh yeah, full body. And maybe you can't, you can't have anything else distracting from the feather. No, in high right. school, my best friend and I did a um, parody of Forrest Gump, and for the 
final scene, we just wrote feather on a cardboard box and threw it back and forth <laughs> to each other in slow motion as it was like slowly settled to the ground. And it was a very touching scene. Was wow. it well received? It was definitely one. <laughs> our, our audio was not great, but there was a lot of you, good where, ideas. Where did you go to this high school? Where Where is this place? You know, um, I don't want the listeners to know in case they, you know, Stalk go. You? Yeah, they can find go me. Go find your mom. Yeah, find my parents. I'll try to enroll their children in my school. <laughs> Just suffice to say, small small okay. small towns that's what i that's what i that's what i inferred but i didn't how big was your graduating class or is uh, that too much of a well <laughs> the, we had 15 um at christmas but then we were down one because one of the boys stole our grad fund and ran away to vancouver <laughs> <laughs> so, honestly good for him <laughs> no yeah so it was uh it how was much, a, how much was, a lot was of in drama. that cash box Sean? it was not much it was like 200 dollars <laughs> <laughs> But it would have bought a Darn. lot of taffeta. Yeah, a lot of uh, little crepe roses. A lot of shoot for the stars. <laughs> a lot of under the sea themed decorations for prom. Uh, yeah, a lot of paper fire. <laughs> That's enough. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Forrest Gump. Uh-huh. I feel like it. it is the thing that like transitions you from moment to moment in that film because... You, you, he passes through so many mm-hmm. iconic moments in time and I feel like the music is the thing that like signals you, although perhaps you that doesn't resonate with you what, as much. What song do you associate with the Baba Gum Shrimp portion of <laughs> Just this it's a song that's like shrimp, shrimp. <laughs> I love <laughs> shrimp, shrimp. It's a lesser known hit. Um, You're shrimp improv. Shrimp. Shrimp. <laughs> I love shrimp. Uh, no, actually, that's the only one I don't. Okay, no, I was just curious. But like, there's a part where Jenny like does some illicit drugs, and then she's like maybe gonna jump off the balcony. Oh, and Freebirds that's a good playing, scene. Yeah. And it's like really intense. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or like when he when he like goes and sees. Um, Goes and sees her in Washington before the, like, March on Washington. Mm-hmm. And, like, get-togethers playing. What about Lieutenant Dan? Lieutenant Dan. I don't associate him with any music either. That's the thing. Hmm. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. And no. then it's, like, the 80s, and you're like, oh, it's the 80s now. Yeah. No, it's a great soundtrack. It's real good. Yeah. Anyway. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Also, Empire Records. Yeah. Oh, man. I have not thought 90s. of that for a long time. That so is very 90s. Gin blossoms everywhere. Oh, yeah. Just all over that. A lot, of, a lot of plaid shirts. Greasy hair. <laughs> Except for Robin Tunney, who has Bells. zero hair. Well, right. Yeah. Key. Key, hmm? key fact. Oh, key. <laughs> key fact. Um, yeah, I I do love the music in that. And I, there's a, I remembered I was very affected when Renee Zellweger got to sing at, in the finale. Or, like, her boyfriend's band was playing a song and she just like also sang like what's it called sugar high or something mm-hmm. and she does so great and i was very like this is how life will happen <laughs> this <laughs> is suddenly how, you're pushed on stage and you sing a great song yeah i feel like that's such a fun 90s thing too when like everybody's there's like always a live band and then and then they're like, hey, you should go on. Yeah. And they're like, I can't. And then they shove them on and they're like, okay. And then they rock it. Yeah. Whereas if they did get shoved on, then it's just like a pitchy, like, <laughs> with, they never show those moments. Nope. They never show those moments. Napoleon Dynamite does. Do they? 
I thought he just danced. <laughs> no, he does a great dance. <laughs> yeah, actually. an amazing dance. Well, I'm going to do a really crazy thing, guys. What's that? What's that? I'm going to take us to break a minute early. Wow, that's okay. We, are li- we have like 45 seconds. It's 6.29 p.m. Mm-hmm. Hold on, listeners. Hold on to your hats because we're going into a break. Whoa. And then we'll come back to, spoiler alert, on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. And we'll keep talking about great soundtracks. See you soon. See you. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. It's time for everybody's favorite weekly segment we lovingly call The Game. It's game time, people. For those who are just tuning in, The Game is where I spend all week combing through all of the movie titles to find one that these two have not seen, at which point I ask them what they think it's about. They tell me. I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a whole schwack of fun. A whole schwack. A whole schwack. This... A bushel and a schwack. <laughs> Sean, you have a bushel. Sonia, you have a schwack. Yay. <laughs> uh, a bushel. She's a schwack. If you guys, if you guys want to share, that's up to you, but I'm not allocating bushels and schwacks. I want to share. <laughs> In that Let's way. share. This week's title mm-hmm. is called Phantom of the Paradise. <clears throat> that title again, Phantom of the Paradise. Hmm. I believe that this is a local film, um, and it's loosely based on of a. It's there's a like a lone figure that haunts the Paradise Entertainment Center, uh, <laughs> constantly harassing the teens that work there. The mini golf, the the movie theater. Uh, most uh, disturbed is a sixteen year old named Christine, who she always is catching sights of this Phantom of the Paradise, um, and. They write a song, <laughs> and uh, it's a, it's really great. Okay, great. And um, they, we... they eventually become friends. He's just an, an old employee that uh, that is didn't get paid very much, <laughs> and, and now he and now is it? angry and haunts the paradise. The, Which it's is... now a defunct uh, entertainment center. Yeah. <gasps> Maybe he still haunts it there. Ooh. Yeah, he was, was a ghost the whole time. The Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I was hoping we would get a sing along out I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Sean does a vibrato. <laughs> uh, what do okay. you think? You know that song, They Pave Paradise and Put Up a Parking Lot? Uh-huh. I do by. Uh, Saskatchewan legend Johnny Michel. She doesn't want anyone to know it. <laughs> she <laughs> she hates desperately us. hates that. Um, okay, so you know how before Ladybird there was like a little um, epi- what's that called? An epigraph? Epilogue? Epigraph, I think. Okay. When it's just a little quotation. Oh, she yes. had one by uh, by Joan Didion. So this one is that, but it's Johnny Mitchell. Oh. They paid paradise and put up a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Poignant stuff. That is poignant. Uh, it's about a uh, parking lot. <laughs> slash like mall complex mm-hmm. that's put up where there used to be like a very beautiful um little like lake area that was quite remote and there's a man who used to come there regularly to like think his quiet personal thoughts and you know convene with nature and and you know reconnect and so he actually dies in a terrible piano falling accident <gasps> oh like a while wearing a hawaiian shirt <laughs> <laughs> yes and he like comes to he thinks but it's actually his ghost and he's in this parking lot and he's trying to figure out like 
why the world is is the way it is. And it's very like nonlinear and and existential and jarring and uh it's like quite an intense movie about You don't find out he's dead until the very end. We know he's dead, I think. Oh, or I think we have clues. Find- we get clues. He but doesn't he doesn't he doesn't know for oh, sure. What a cruel irony. Wow. Right. That's that's deep, y'all. Yeah, Phantom of the Paradise. Phantom of the Paradise uh, is, of course, a 1974 film directed by Brian De Palma. Naturally. Uh, It is pretty crazy. It's based on The Phantom of the Opera, (gasps) The Picture of Dorian Gray, and Faust. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And uh, it probably has some epigraphs on it. It is is pretty nuts. It's about uh, a music composer who, uh, I guess... Without giving too much away, he gets mixed up with the wrong people, and he gets very hurt and then imprisoned for quite some time, where he comes back to the paradise, which is like a nightclub <gasps> or, you know, place where they play live music in 1975, and uh, he starts... Uh, Maybe hurting some people because Uh-oh. somebody maybe stole his music, <gasps> and uh, does this have to, is I, it the, is there the devil's involved for sure, right? Yes. Well, because Faust and yeah. Dorian Gray. Yeah. yeah. I don't well, think that's spoilers. Well, maybe not. Maybe maybe not. If anyway. you've read a book. Whoa, coming from <laughs> listen, coming from books. <gasps> Sorry. Anyway, the Phantom of the Paradise. Wow, that, that sounds, sounds uh, complicated. Every, yeah, everyone should check it out. It looks pretty. It looks pretty crazy. The poster alone is pretty nuts. <laughs> Can we see Maybe that? See? Yeah. Ready? This is their poster. Sean and Sonia's poster reaction in three, two, one. Well, it's just a nice poster, That's really. It is. It some is. neon, some dark colors. I want that on a, as a t-shirt. Nice lettering. It does. It looks a bit like a vintage band t-shirt. Mm. Vintage man. <laughs> band. I said band. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of which. Oh. Oh. This week's episode. This oh. this week's edition of the game has been brought to you by the RPL Film Theater, our new sponsor. Yay! Yay! Yay. Go see movies there. Go. And uh, there may be a video coming out of uh, yours is truly. Yours is, is truly. <laughs> yours is, is, is. Uh, Talking about a little movie called Belle du Jour, which you should watch on a date that I cannot recall. August 10th to 11th, I that's, think. That's oh, 12th. I, that's I thought you meant watch here. on a date, but then you couldn't recall who. I was like, hopefully <laughs> was like, your wife. Who, who asked Hopefully me wife of the show. <laughs> or Sean and I. Those are the only dates you're allowed to have. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe your mom. Oh, cute. I have a brother. Maybe your daughter. <laughs> Maybe your brother. <laughs> You're allowed five days. Come along, okay. 15-month-old child. Let's watch Belle du Jour. Yes, that sounds not <laughs> troublesome whatsoever. There's no music to disturb her. <laughs> That's true. So Very true. Speaking of which, this week's episode, we're talking great movie soundtracks and movies with great soundtracks. So, do you guys... Have any examples or fun stories you'd like to tell about terrible movies with great soundtracks? Okay. What do we think about the movie Space Jam? I, uh, do we say terrible movie? Yes. I love that movie. Yeah, same. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't know wh- where we fell on it because I also enjoyed it a lot, but I watched it when I was young. Mm-hmm. And that soundtrack... Really was iconic at the aforementioned high school I went to. Come on in, Simon. Welcome to the jam. Yeah, uh-huh. but we played it for like a decade, <laughs> like Quad City <laughs> DJs, <laughs> and it's just got "Fly Like an Eagle," 
it's got a bit of uh, I Believe I Can Fly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, Quad City DJs is a warm-up song for the ages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just really great. And I can't say much more about it. I have one. What is? What are you got? I'm embarrassed about how much I like the soundtrack because of how bad the movie is, but I also kind of like the movie. It's called Elizabeth Town. Right. No one remembers this. <laughs> because is it Carrie Russell? No. No. I was but also I, thinking. I was going to get oh, you guys wait. to keep I was listening. thinking Austin Land. With, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Austin no, no, Land no. is amazing. Yes. No. Is. You're we will be having like a Jane a, Austen episode. Oh, my God. Exhausting. <laughs> Are you thinking of like a Reese Wither? No. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Dunst. Yeah, Orlando Bloom. Yeah. This was a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Yeah. This was not a good movie. But the soundtrack is great because basically she's a flight attendant. He is a depressed shoe designer who has just designed the world's least successful shoe. How's that possible? <laughs> it's like this. It's called like the Nausicaa. I don't know how I remember that. Wow. Um, and he like, like there's all this hype. It's like this. It would be like Nike or something releasing a new, really acclaimed shoe and then it being just a disaster so he like loses so he like i don't know it's it's really ugly it's like very clunky looking mm. but he he like loses the company like millions of dollars he's disgraced in the shoe world he gets fired and he's basically like about to commit suicide and then he gets a call that his estranged father has died so he has to travel home to uh louisville uh, kentucky oh. which elizabethtown is near um and he meets this Manic Picture Dream Girl flight attendant. Yeah, it's bad. It's a bad shoe. I looked up the shoe. Jeremy, Jeremy looked the up the shoe. Yeah. It's how would you describe it, Jer? Uh, I would describe it as eighties tastic. Yeah, but it's not because it's like two thousand and seven. Yeah, no, it's this is not a good situation. It's like it's transforming. It into looks. Something else. It looks like the person who would wear it would have hip problems. <laughs> That you were trying After? to correct. Oh, okay. you're kidding. You're know? trying to preempt the hip problems? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I thought you meant maybe you'd create it. No, no. It looks like a, like a medical device. It falls on either side of hip problems. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. He had to fly into Louisville, Kentucky, and then drive to Elizabethtown. Got it. And so he meets this manic pixie dream girl flight attendant, Kirsten Dunst, Kirsten Dunst. And she's like, Hey, I'll make you the ultimate road trip CD that you can listen to while you are on this amazing road trip with your dad's ashes. Ooh, how did she make the? If Great she question. was flying, Great question, she have Sean. A, a CD burner on the plane. This movie in a she, while. she probably just made a mix CD for herself, and was like, you know what? This is more of a road thing than an air thing. Oh my god! And then it just worked out. What if we got a glimpse into her luggage and it was chock full of the same CD, mm. and she just. <gasps> She's just That's trying so to be good. a she DJ. Like, sparked this she like relationship him this with little, many people. She like maybe she goes home in between. Like she like meets him and then goes home and then they like see each other again. I haven't seen it in a long time. Mm-hmm. I watched it a lot of times. The reason I think part of the reason I love this album so much is that it's one of the only things I had on my very mid two thousands iPod Mini. No, mm. I think it was an iPod Nano, but it wasn't Nano. It was like <laughs> the size of. A sizable block of cheese. <laughs> That's all I can oh think God. of. And it was pink. But it could only hold like, I don't know, a hundred songs or something. So this is one of the <laughs> albums garbage. that I had on there and I listened to it a lot. Um, yeah, there's like some Elton John. My personal favorite song is uh, by Ryan Adams on the on the album. It's. I thought I was very cool in high school when I would listen to this. You're like, have you heard the Elizabethtown soundtrack? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you ever shorten it to like the E.T. soundtrack? Yeah. E- to e- e- town. E- town. E- town. E- town. 
Don't think you don't. Uh, yeah. Wow. Anyway, that's an embarrassing one that I love. Um, my parents had the soundtrack for The Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. which um, I love The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. It's a great film. But the soundtrack is like a little weird. It's lackluster. I it's would a say. little lackluster, and there's a lot of kind of it's like there's the rock. Just is, Simple Minds can't carry it all. Yeah, Jared. Simple Minds. Is, I, I'm trying to think of all of the. Simple Minds is a great song, but uh, of don't you brackets forget about me. But then also there's like all the other songs are like just so. 80s nameless. The only other one I can even think like, of. We are not alone. Yeah. <laughs> when they all ex- when they all smoke pot and mm-hmm. then dance. Yeah. I do love that scene. Um, even though all of them have is. great dances except Emilio Estevez, which is all he does is like bad a sculpture for mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah, it's bad. Um, it's very aggressive. Yes, he is like aggressive. Well, he's okay. the jock. Um, He's the jock. Who, it, Molly Ringwald has a dance that I think I've fashioned my dancing from. I would say that's correct. Now. It's a lot of, <laughs> that's it's like deep, step, step fast. Step fast. Whip head. Kind of jumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hips thing. It's a really fun dance. I also kind of try and emulate that, but I don't think I do as good a job as you. Oh, thank you. She, it is, it's very addicting. She makes it look cool. Yeah, it looks very cool, 80s girl. Yeah. Um, there's also a really nice song called The Dream Theme when mm-hmm. Alice Sheedy gets her makeover. Oh, yeah. Oh. And it's like, bap, 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 bap. It's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what's it like? It's like, sa, sa, spa, spa. We should have had. <laughs> yeah, we should have had maybe some, some clips. clips. I said we should have clips, and no one responded to my WhatsApp. So. Well, I'm on the board. I'm so dumb. That's not true. I don't know how to do. One that. day we'll figure out how to do things on the radio. I know. I didn't see it, guys. We have to talk about this. Nah. And it kind of fits into your question. <laughs> I just said. Nah. Why did you say that? <laughs> Sorry. I thought it fit. It was. Uh, we have to talk about Footloose. Yeah. Because I don't think we can have a show without talking Jeremy, about it. Jeremy, we gotta cut loose. Gotta cut footloose. Footloose. Everybody I cut. have such mixed everybody feelings. Cut, everybody cut. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the intensity on her face. Just <laughs> I got excited. Um, I'm about to start angry dancing all over this room. That <laughs> punch dance scene is, without question, the best part of the movie. Uh huh. Oh yeah, when he goes to that abandoned warehouse oh and my just god. rips it up. But I couldn't <sighs> think of the song for the life of me. I can't, um, even, I can't even It's tell an you. instrumental, isn't it? No. Oh, that's it's the. Oh, what's it called? I can hear it now. Those, he says the word never a lot. Mm. Um, friend of the show, Christy Zeltzman and Nathaniel Cole and I have a long-standing goal of recreating the scene where he's showing the other guy how to dance mm-hmm. because it's very awkward. <laughs> he just takes him to a, a farm and like rolls him in bales and like sits on tractors like watching him and as he his dancing is like. A somersault, or like, punch, punch, punch. Yeah. And the, the dancing's all rough. Punch, kick, punch, 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 kick. Yeah. And then when he goes to show off to Sarah Jessica Parker, she's very impressed, but there's not a lot happening. No, the chemistry is <laughs> pretty quite rough. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, well, when John Lithgow, you know, uh, denies a young that John Lithgow, a young Do, air is quotes. it Lithgow? Go. Lith- I always thought it was Lithgow. John Johnny Lith Lithgow. I have no idea. John Lithgow? Johnny John Lithgow. Lithgow. We'll just call him Johnny L. JL. <laughs> JL. When, when uh, his performance as that preacher, very intense, mm-hmm. some would say a bit over the top. I <laughs> don't know who among us would say that. <laughs> You're um, not on a stage, sir. How it should. 
<laughs> he is bring a lot of classically gravitas. trained. How it should have ended is the camera focusing on him, stern mm-hmm. face, looking at everyone dancing. He slowly rises. Everyone thinks he's going to storm out, but he actually begins to slowly tap his shoe, mm. and then. He spins really quickly and drops to his knees, mm-hmm. and then he starts dancing, C- dancing, Cut dancing. to everybody in sequin jumpsuits. Oh. Waterloo. <gasps> Their younger selves. <laughs> when will we get tired of these jokes? Never, Never. is the I'm, answer. We will make fun of Mamma Mia These jokes are our Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't escape if we wanted to. Okay. Listen, I feel like I'm having to do a lot of lyrical work since we don't have any clips. So. <laughs> You're doing all the lyrical work. <laughs> I'm trying to get lyrical up in here. <laughs> okay. Are there any other <laughs> movies with great soundtracks you have not had the chance to discuss? I'm going to insert this in here, yeah. and uh, I'm going to get on my soapbox again. Canadian filmmaker Norman McLaren drew the soundtrack. He drew it and then made sound. It is incredible. Watch these movies. Watch what Neighbors. Is... Watch. What What's do you have so- The soundtrack for what? So back, so Sonia, back in the day, yeah, there used to be a bit of uh, the film reserved for what was called the optical soundtrack, mm-hmm. where it would read the sound, and yeah. that's how the sound came out. Yeah. So he would draw it. Okay, but on every film is what you're saying? Yeah, on every frame of every film. Okay, that's amazing. Painstakingly. But with, also... With someone's got no life. No arm. <laughs> anyway, Norman McLaren. I did, I like looked at so many lists today and listened to so many soundtracks. I I don't know why I always do this to myself where I do way too much research because we can only talk about so many. I know mm-hmm. you do put yourself in. I, have, I, I don't have, know why I do this to myself. Well, okay, so famous soundtracks like The Bodyguards. Yeah, mm-hmm. is like one of the. Like, I would say it's overrated. Top but. selling, mm. best selling album ever. You think? That <laughs> 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 yeah, it took a second for that to sink in. You think that. Whitney Houston singing almost an entire side of music is an no, overrated. No, no, the, the movie. Oh, the movie. Sorry, yes. Oh, <laughs> I see, I see, I see. Oh, the soundtrack itself oh, is. Oh, yeah, okay. This is the movie the show. Whitney, Whitney can do no wrong in my right, eyes, okay. aside from the movie certain is life pretty choices. Bad. Oh, pretty bad, pretty bad. Okay, we're on the same track. Okay, whew, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to read a bunch really fast because I did research today. It's, uh, Juno, also f- uh, for- formed, Peaches. formed a lot of my cool music choices as a teen learned about a lot of things i might not have known otherwise mm-hmm. 500 days of summer likewise i uh, i was like oh, i like the smiths maybe some guy will also become obsessed with me weirdly i will yeah zoe did ask for that she's just not. you don't know it's yet to happen zoe just wants to croon her sad mm-hmm. smiths by herself even yeah. though i didn't even love her cover of that no. i like zoe deschanel but she well was she and him the band, her band. Right, right, right. So there was also a guy there. Okay. I sent it up. Him is there. Train Spotting. Lou Reed, yeah, again, absolutely. is on that mm-hmm. one. Uh, the Graduate, which I alluded to. Mm-hmm. Easy Rider. Yep. Is a great one. Goodfellas. Uh, almost Famous. Mm-hmm. I think that's almost my whole list. Here's, here's, I'll, I'll continue with my list. Flashdance, Dirty da- Dancing. Oh, brother, we're out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, Gross Point Blank. We mentioned High Fidelity. Harold and Maude. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Top Gun, Inception, Star Wars. Guardians of the Galaxy. Tron. Now we're <laughs> A Knight's Tale. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. My dad loves the soundtrack to A Knight's Tale. Everyone, I remember when it came out and everyone was like, this movie's so crazy. They they paired they paired rock music. They're singing music. music. They're rock music. music. It's not going to work. It's, gonna not, it's not going to work. And of course it's going to work. Great. What are you talking about? Why wouldn't it work? When... 
yeah, anyway. Golden Years, right? Yeah. yeah. When they're yeah, when they're dancing to Golden Years. Mm-hmm. Oh, David Bowie's also on a lot of these. Yeah. Marie Antoinette. Oh, yeah. So a lot of Sofia Coppola films. Lost in Translation, Virgin Suicides, Marie Antoinette. All have great soundtracks. Mm. Lady yeah, knows her Sophia music. Sophia does like some music. She likes an aesthetic, I think, is part of it. She is. Her um, life partner is the lead singer of uh, a band I forget as soon as I was saying that fact. Oh, that's interesting, so interesting fact. That so. is really sad. I'm so sorry. I also forgot to say that Wes Anderson, many of his movies are scored by slash like music produced by Mark Mothersbaugh. Mothersbag? Mother's Bow, who is the co-founder of Devo. So that oh, explains a lot. I hope it's not pronounced Mother's Bag. No, of course it's not. <laughs> why would it be? I don't know why I even said that. Jeremy, you said you wanted to talk about uh, Not Kill Bill Pulp Fiction. Yeah. You, should... I am sacrificing my Whatcha Watching time because I was at the lake this weekend and I didn't <laughs> I watch anything. <laughs> so you talk about that instead. Uh, I, I think the music in Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. is incredible because there are a few songs that just immediately stick out to me, mm-hmm. such as uh, when they're, what's it called? Uh, you Never Can Tell, with yeah. the twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Lou, which is the opening to Pulp Fiction. Yeah. and Mr. Lou, <laughs> good baby if I want. <laughs> well, that's been spoiler alert for you folks. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the show is actually over now, forever. Shame about this that sponsorship. Our, our, no, I'm sorry, RPL. But uh, Quentin always does, he always has at least two songs mm. that just like, you know, in Django Unchained, you got that John Legend. Yeah. I don't even know. Did he write that? You, or is uh, that in an older song or something? Don't know. Okay. But, yeah. uh, you know, there's always like, I don't know. It just grabs you. Yeah, super good pillars of the film. Mm-hmm. It just bookend or Kill Bill yeah. with um, <sighs> Bang Bang. Yeah, that's oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, so, so you're right. So many, so many. All right, well, it's time now mm-hmm. for what you watching, Ooh. boys. What you watching? Um, I went home to my parents' house this weekend. And I flopped down and watched a Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. <laughs> Excellent. With the creepy the, thin man. With the creepy oh, thin Crispin man. Oh, Crispin Glover. Mm-hmm. Oh, Crispin. And also, Justin Theroux is oh, this, yeah. like, Irish mobster. Is that him? Yeah. Oh, my God. And he's frightening, but that. also quite cut. I didn't know. It is shocking. <laughs> In an early 2000s God. kind of way. Yeah, with a huge faux hawk that even today I was like, Okay. <laughs> like, maybe Justin. I could do a faux hawk. Whoa. Sean actually has a faux hawk right I, now. I do not. But I used to <laughs> picture it. 2006 or seven. I did have a big faux hawk. Did you also have a lip ring? I did have a lip ring, yes. <laughs> Knew it. How dare you. And when I first got it done, my little sister looked at me and said, do you look like a stupid Elvis? <laughs> and they were, <laughs> there were words that really struck, struck to my heart. Um... <laughs> Anyway, um, and that film, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, is so fun and, like, so funny. And it just opens with this, the beautiful montage of them, like, Mm -hmm. doing past jobs that are just, like, each one is so hysterical. Yeah. Just, like, Lucy Liu in a bouncy blonde wig, like, riding a horse down the street with a lasso. Yeah. Like, all of these just, like, really fun uh, clips that last for a moment, and they're so funny. Um, and also the music is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like the Destiny Child, which yeah. is maybe from the first one. But then there's also, uh, what's 
that one song that they play when they're fighting Crispin Glover, but they're like, smack my... Firestarter? Be up. And oh. yeah. And also Firestarter's in there. Yeah, they have a, there's a fight scene. I'm a fire starter. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah, there's also fire everywhere. Yeah. My, uh, my favorite scene in that movie yeah. is there's a big dirt bike section. Oh, yeah. And uh, it clearly cuts to... Men with wigs on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very obviously, <laughs> so often, and I don't know who thought, you know, oh, they kind of look. No, they it's do not, not. You're not it, Lucy Liu, sir. It, it, it it's tough, it's tough to beat Cameron Diaz. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to beat. <laughs> it did not happen. It did not happen. Um, also, a weird cameo by Songstress Pink. Oh yeah, <laughs> as they like organizer of the dirt bag, dirt bike. Sorry, I, I did about not that. mean to say dirt bag. Um, there's a lot of craziness going on. But it's a lot. It was so fun, and Lucy Liu is a genius. She is. Uh, I watched two movies that I <gasps> want to talk about. The first one is Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, which I have seen before. Uh, my well, wife of the show believes that it was called Pop Star Never Stop Never Popping. <laughs> With a G. <laughs> yeah. Never popping. Popping. <laughs> never popping. I believe her. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hashtag, I hashtag I'm with her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is so dumb, but very funny. It's fun. But it's another Lonely Island movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, no, it's great. What else? Uh, the other movie, very closely related mm-hmm. to Popstar Never, never <laughs> to Stop, never never stop Popping, to Popstar, is uh, a little film called Dunkirk, which I have not oh, exactly. seen. Very similar. <laughs> I would say great soundtrack, though. Yeah, no, very good. Great use of silence as well. Yes, very. Mm. I was going to say uh, sometimes shocking style. use of silence. Yeah, uh, which uh, you know that beach. Yeah, that, that beach indeed. Yeah, Ben Midler and Barbara Hershey's laying on that beach. <laughs> Life's the beach. <laughs> Beaches. Anyway. Uh, no, both of them. Well, no, Dunkirk was much better than Popstar, but. Uh, uh, Pop stars on Netflix. So. I believe they can be mentioned in the same breath. <laughs> exactly. Tom Hardy wearing a pilot mask. Uh, <laughs> I watched some rednecked grebes out at a lake this weekend. That's all I watched. It was very beautiful. I spent a long time trying to identify them in a bird book. Were they? Did you know they were redneck? Because they had like they rode four wheelers or what do those grebes do uh yeah they were like talking loudly about craven and um i don't know not wearing sunscreen on their necks (laughs) (laughs) other stuff you know wow those birds well i think that about does it for us here on on. spoiler alert wait wait a moment wife of the show has tuned in not weird pink's husband is a motocross racer and one of the guys in the movie hashtag pink facts Thanks for oh my the God, show. Pink oh, facts. thanks, Ellen. <laughs> that's, a, that's just a little tidbit from our pink correspondent. <laughs> Ellen. We got some boots on the ground with pink. Boots on the ground. <laughs> okay, that officially does it for us here on Spoiler Alert. We'd like to thank the RPL Film Theater for being our show sponsor. Thanks, guys. Uh, everyone here at CJTR, the Garys for the use of our theme song, my wonderful co-hosts. Uh, we air live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Uh, we re-air Fridays at 9 a.m. And soon we will be an easily accessible podcast, so keep your eyes peeled. Thanks so much, and see you at the movies. Bye. Bye.